welcome to Thrive Church Online. It's so great to see all of your lovely faces online this lovely Sunday. My name is Christine and I'll be your online host for today. All right, if this is your first time tuning in, we would love to welcome you. Please text NEW to 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. And attention all parents, don't forget to visit mythrive.info slash thrivekids so you can download the kids activity for today. And follow along during our kids' Zoom classes from 10.45 to 11.15. There will be kids' worship, a lesson, and games. It's a lot of fun. I hope to see all of you kids online. All right. Are you ready to share the person next to you or in the chat room below? Let's be an engaging church. And here's the question for today. What is your favorite Sunday activity? My favorite Sunday activity is, of course, coming to Thrive Church Online and seeing all of your lovely faces and of course getting some McDonald's afterwards. And after you've done that, be sure to take a selfie of yourself tuning into Thrive Church Online and post it on all of your social media platforms and be sure to hashtag Thrive Church Online. We would love to see all of your lovely faces. All right, everyone, I hope you all have your morning coffee ready and you're comfy in your seats. And let's get to it for another amazing Pivotal Moment message today. Hello everybody and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB, I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to an awesome Sunday to draw near to God together. If this is your first time here visiting us here at Thrive Church, you are what we call our VIP. Everyone say our VIP. And we especially want to welcome you. In fact, we've got a special gift to give you just to thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. If you want to go to mythrive.info, and there's a little button there that says new to thrive. If you want to pressing that, we have a little gift we want to give to you. It's your very own Thrive Church stainless steel water bottle. I use mine every day. It's really great. And this is our way of just saying thanks so much for taking time to spend with us today. We'd love to connect with you that way. You can also text the word new to 604. 285-5770. Let's give all of our VIPs our first time guests a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Huge welcome to each and every one of you here. In fact, we have a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome one another in your chat rooms right now? If there's someone sitting beside you as you're watching the service, would you give them a handshake or a high five, even a warm hug if that's appropriate, and say it's great to be with you today. And let's just welcome one another to church on this very special Sunday. You guys are a beautiful church inside and out, and we love spending time with you guys, and we believe today's service is gonna be extra special, and I'm gonna wa- I wanna do this with you all today, especially for those of you here for the first time who wanna find out more about Thrive Church. Let me tell you this, is that this next moment, I'm gonna need all of our church to help me out, all right? Wherever you're watching, eyes up here, want you to ask, I wanna ask for your help right now, because if I don't get your help in the chat room, this moment's gonna be really awkward, okay? And so you gotta make sure you help me in the chat room today by t- typing something for me right now because here at Thrive Church we exist for five purposes called A-E-I-O-U. Normally I show you a little cheat sheet to remind you of what our vision is but today, just for today, I want to ask the people in in, in our chat rooms right now to tell me what A-E-I-O-U stands for. What does A stand for? Put it in the chat room right now. Again, it's going to be really awkward if you don't say anything so do it right now. A stands for, right in the chat room, A stands for alive. What does it mean? Alive 
Alive means that we're here to, write it in, to worship Jesus. E stands for, write it in, what does it mean? It means expectant, it means we're here to, put it in there, I'm not gonna tell you, but hopefully the people in the chat are gonna tell you, that's right, all right? Uh, and so that's what E stands for, it means expectant, expectant means, and hopefully you have the answer there. I stands for, what does it stand for? It stands for involved. What does involved mean? It means we're here too. Why don't you write that in there? Yeah, I'll hopefully, I, I can't see the chat room myself, but hopefully people are writing in for you. That's right, and then O stands for out loud. What does out loud mean? Will you tell me, chat room? Tell me right now, tell our friends right now what it means. It means we're here too. Yeah, all right, don't worry, we're gonna show you the answer at the end. U stands for united, and I want you to write in what united means. Yeah, that's right. We're testing what the vision of our church is because you know, the vision of our church is what keeps us going every single day, every single week we're together. And so just in case you're wondering, here it is. I'm going to show you now our vision statement in its entirety. And this is a little check for those of you who tried to fill in the blanks just now. And this is something new for those of you who are new to Thrive. Let's say this together. Can we read this out loud together right now? Well, let's say it together. Let's we say, here at Thrive Church, we exist for five purposes called A-E-I-O-U. A stands for alive. It means we're here to worship Jesus. E stands for expectant. It means we're here to grow into Christ-like disciples. I stands for involved. It means we're here to serve God with our talents. O stands for out loud. It means we're here to lead others to Jesus. U stands for united. It means we're here to love our spiritual family called the church. And our dream as a church is to build a church of 10,000 AEIU leaders in the city of Vancouver and around the world. Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. That's our dream as a church. That's our vision as a church. And you're going to find this, is that those circumstances change, our vision doesn't change. That you know, the weather might change, but God's vision for your life doesn't change. And so when you go through a lot of changes in life, when there's turmoil, there's, you know, there's crisis, there's issues, there's uncertainty, hang on to God's vision for your life because it'll keep you going, it'll keep you persevering, it'll keep you running in the right direction, and so never forget your vision, never forget God's vision for your life. Turn your neighbors in the chat room and say, never forget the vision. Never forget the vision. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for your help there, church. And uh, today, speaking of vision, speaking of making a difference here in our world. You know, today we're doing something very special in addition to all that we do during our service normally. Today we're doing something extra special is that at the end of today's service, we're going to give you an opportunity to give. In fact, you don't have to wait till the end of the service. You can go to mythought.info even now and you can go to the giving section where we're going to be giving today and when we give our tithes and our offerings today, I want to let you know that a portion of our tithes and offerings today are going to be dedicated toward helping people in the city of Beirut, Lebanon in the Middle East. Many of you guys know that just about a week and a half ago, there was a massive explosion in the city of Beirut. Beirut is probably about the size of Vancouver. And it was this huge explosion, so huge that they said it set off like a, almost the equivalent of a 3.3 magnitude earthquake. People, even with homes 10 kilometers away from the center of the explosion, felt the blast and had their homes damaged. They say that not only did over 150 people die, not only about 5,000 people injured, but they said that about 300 thousand people were left homeless as a result of that explosion. And how many of us know, how many of us believe that God's heart beats for every single person on this planet? God's heart and God's love is for every single person on this planet. In every nation, doesn't matter what your culture is, doesn't matter what your ethnicity is, God's love is for every single person. If you believe that, say amen. 
And because of that, we want to help out in whatever way we can. The fact is that Lebanon was already experiencing a triple threat crisis of economic stability, COVID-19, and a huge uh, influx of refugees that they're trying to, trying, to, trying to take care of and deal with. And, and so that was all before this explosion. And now people are in desperate need for basic things like shelter, food, water, and medical attention. And so whatever you give today, a portion of it is going to go toward helping people in Beirut. We're partnering with an organization called the Humanitarian Coalition, which is a coalition of both faith groups as well as uh, you know other organizations. And the federal government has actually committed to matching whatever donation you make today. And so today, I'm going to encourage you to give, to give generously, to give sacrificially, because not only are we helping and equipping our church for things that we're doing here in our city and the things we usually do, but even more, we're helping people in Beirut today, knowing that there's a difference we're making in in the way we give. If you believe us, say amen. Amen. And so you can go to mythought.info to give today. Encourage you to give. Let's give our very best to God today. Praise God. You guys are awesome. Today, we are getting into a powerful message, and I want to invite you right now to to get your Bibles out if you have one. This is my Bible. It's a paper Bible. Maybe yours is a a phone or a device or computer that you downloaded the Bible into. Uh, There's even a Bible app on your chat room there as well, or on on Thrive Church Online that you can use. But I want to invite you right now to hold up your Bible if you can, and watch you hold up your like this. This is just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message today. And I'm going to show something to you on the screen right now. We're just going to say this out loud together in a big, loud voice. Let's say it together. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Again, a huge welcome to those of you who are visiting for the first time here to check out Thought Church Online. A big welcome to you. A big welcome to each and every one of you. And a big thank you for joining us today on this very special Sunday. We're doing a series here at Thrive. It is called Pivotal Moments. Everyone say Pivotal Moments. And I don't know about you, but I found that this has probably been one of the most touching series we've ever done here at Thrive Church. And it's because here at Thrive, we believe that every moment matters, every day counts. But the fact is, when we look back at our lives, there are certain moments that seem to have this especially big impact on our lives. Maybe it was a decision that you made about your career, about your family. Maybe it was a a decision to move from one place to another. Maybe it was a decision that you didn't make, but someone else made it for you. And as a result, your life has never been the same. These are what we call pivotal moments. And in the series called Pivotal Moments, we're looking at real life situations where people had to make a tough decision. And we're talking about what went into that decision, what lessons they learned as a result of going through that situation, knowing that we all have pivotal moments in our lives and hoping that the lessons we learn today are going to help you as well to do whatever it is that you need to do and face whatever it is you're facing today. Have you guys enjoyed this series so far? We've had an awesome time in this series called Pivotal Moments. And so right now, it gives you a great pleasure to welcome the one, the only, Pastor Tim Ashoey, as he brings the message to us today in our, this, this upcoming episode of Pivotal Moments. Let's give Pastor Tim a big, huge, warm, thrive welcome as he comes to preach the message today. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor JB. What a joy it is to be here today and sharing a message with you that we trust will inspire you and help you. If it's from God's Word, it's good. Maybe you could say that. If it's from God's Word, it's good. 
uh, because we believe the Bible is the greatest book that has ever been written. It's inspired by God. It's a, a, a word that we can uh, accept and we can count on. And so we always refer to the Bible in our preaching and in the church because it's, uh, it's a book like no other book. I have so enjoyed listening to the stories of people in the last number of weeks on their pivotal moments and how God used pivotal moments to bring them into focus in their life and change their life and set them on a new path. Very, very exciting. Very, very transparent. I, I think, wow, it's uh, been amazing how those who have shared have been so transparent in the things that they are experienced in, the, in their lives. And, and that's good. I believe that God wants us to be people that are, are open and transparent. We're not covering up, but we're rather uh, being open about what is happening in our lives. Because, you know, the truth is we all go through some of the same things in life. And when you tell your story, I can identify with something in your story. And uh, when I tell my story, I trust that you can identify with some of the things that we will be sharing this morning. <clears throat> and th so this morning, I've, uh, I've kind of called my message a God encounter. Uh, pivotal moments, I believe, are God encounters for the most part. When God invades our space and our life, uh, that becomes a pivotal moment as, as we encounter God. Uh, I've, I felt uh, to refer to Acts chapter 29, uh, pardon me, Acts chapter 26, verses 16, and, and down a few verses. Uh, and it's a story of Paul and his conversion. And you know, his conversion story is referred to three times in the book of Acts. In, in Acts chapter 9, Acts 22, and Acts 26. And in these chapters, his story is told and retold because it had such an impact on his life. Uh, how many of you know that if, uh, if you have something that really impacts you, uh, it's worthwhile telling more than once? Uh, so turn to somebody and say, it's worthwhile telling more than once. And, and, um, and I believe that. And, and, and uh, the, the story of Paul is an amazing, amazing story. Uh, the Bible contains many great stories. The, the, the verses of Scripture are going to be up in the screen, and they'll just kind of be flipped as we, as we move along in, the, in this story. But the Bible contains many great stories of people having an encounter with God. Uh, in the beginning... God's plan was that Adam and Eve would be in fellowship with him. And the Bible shows us how that they had this connection with God. They were not estranged from God. They were not distant from God. And they had this relationship with God. However, we know the story that when sin came in, it messed everything up. And Adam and Eve then had a different kind of encounter with God where they were separated from God. They were alienated. And what, what a sad story. They had the most wonderful environment, the most wonderful experience, and then sin comes in 
and wrecks everything. And it hasn't changed today. When sin comes in, it wrecks everything. It messes up our lives. It makes us unhappy. We are really not all that we can be when, when sin is alive and well in our lives. But we know the wonderful story of the Bible is this, that God came in Jesus Christ to reconcile us back to God so that the sin issue can be dealt with. And uh, the Bible tells us that story again and again. We have been given a word of reconciliation from God. That's the good news. Sin has come, but the Bible tells us that God has given to us a word of reconciliation, not a word of alienation. Even though alienation has taken place, God has come and he said, I have good news for you. I want to reconcile you. And the Bible is this amazing story of people who, who were estranged from God, didn't have a connection with God. And God moves into their space and into their life, and they have an encounter. And those were pivotal moments in their lives. And today it's happening again and again in people's lives. People who didn't know God all of a sudden have an encounter with God. And, it, and that becomes the pivotal moment of their life. Seeing the hand of God at work in people's lives in history, but also today, is a very wonderful thing. Uh, seeing the hand of God at work is amazing, but it also can be awe-producing. Adam and Eve, there was two sides uh, to the nature of God that were seen in the story of Adam and Eve. There was a, a, a part of their story that is terrible, but then there's a part that's so comforting because God comes right at that very time and he clothes them with animal skins. And it, it, it meant that if animal skins were there, there had to be the life of animals given up for Adam and Eve in order to cover them. And that's the wonderful story is that God comes and he wants to cover us even after we have sinned. The serpent, the devil, was there in the garden uh, tempting Adam and Eve, then ultimately separating them from God. However, we see in that story, in the, in the Bible that is so early in the Bible, the head of the serpent was promised that it would be bruised, it would be put uh, under the heel, and we know the heel is referring to Jesus Christ, and of course we, will, we move into victory with Jesus Christ so that the serpent is no longer dominating us, but the serpent is underfoot. And I believe that the call of God is to you and I today to do the same thing, to be reconciled to God and to have this experience with God to the point where he empowers us to overcome sin so that sin is not dominating in our life, but it's under our feet. Turn to somebody and say, it's under our feet. It's under our feet. <clears throat> How timely that message is for all of us. I want to say today that a pivotal moment, a God encounter, I believe, is offered to all of us. Bar none. 
I believe God comes to people no matter where they are in this world and he offers them an opportunity and he wants to give every person an encounter so that every one of us can say, you know, looking back there, that, that was really the greatest pivotal moment in my life when I had my initial encounter with God. Jesus, the true light of the world who lights every man that comes into the world, I believe, comes to everyone. You look at the book of Hebrews, chapter, 30, uh, uh, chapter 11, verses 33 to 38. There's a list, a long list of people who had encounters with God, and I can't go into all of those today, but every one of them had an encounter with God, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Israel, uh, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Caleb, even Rahab the harlot. You say, now how could somebody like that have an encounter with God? Surely God would forever reject Rahab. But you know, she was the one that hung the scarlet cord over the wall and the spies were able to find him and uh, find her and find refuge and uh, she even ends up in the in the line of the genealogy of Jesus Christ talk about grace you see god wants to give people an encounter with himself no matter what walk in life no matter what sin they might be found in god is gracious and god comes to people in their need and he offers he offers a great encounter and a new life the bible says if any man be in christ he is a new creation and that's the offer that comes to us and so all these heroes of faith had wonderful encounters with god and again if we had time i'd love to go into to the stories of each one of these an encounter with god Encounter with God is the most pivotal moment in our lives that changes us forever. Changes us forever. I had an encounter with God when I was a boy of five years of age. My mom read stories from the Bible to me when I was a young boy before I was going to school. And I remember, like yesterday, I remember some of the stories. And I had an encounter with God when I was five years of age. You could say it this way, at my mother's knee. No one's too young or too old to have an encounter with God. A young child, like Samuel, he was a young boy. He had an encounter with God. I was young when I had an encounter with God. Someone has said that one word from God can change our life forever. And I believe that. One word from, you see, God's word is so powerful. The Bible is not just another book. It's a very powerful book. It's a life-giving book. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Life-changing happens when the Word of God comes. Some things about an encounter with God. They can come by way of a vision. With Paul, a light shone from heaven while he was on the road to Damascus. It can come by way of an audible voice. That happened with Paul where 
It was said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Or it can come by way of a, a still, small, inner voice. Remember with Elijah, the, the voice of God was not in the wind. It was not in the thunder and the lightning, but it, it was in that still, small voice. That's why it's good for us to quiet ourselves so that we can detect that still, small voice. With Moses, it was by way of the burning bush. Peter, he was in prison, and an angel awakens him. And he says, what's up? You know, well, I'm going to deliver you. Paul and Silas decide to sing at midnight, and the prison is shaken. What an encounter with God that they had there. I think maybe they were singing one of Pastor JB's songs. Turn to somebody and say, Paul and Silas were probably singing one of Pastor JB's songs. <laughs> well, that's stretching it a bit, but uh, nevertheless, uh, God causes amazing things to happen in our lives. Now, I want to talk for a moment, and then I'm going to share some personal stories. Uh, the terms of an encounter with God. What are, what are the terms? What makes us have an encounter with God? Is it what we do all the time? Well, I'm going to get to that. In, in many cases, and in most cases in the Bible, they didn't do anything that was, quote, spiritual or religious. I, I find it very, very interesting to read the Bible and find out how God came to individuals. They had their in, encounter with God, which was the pivotal moment of their life. For instance, with the disciples of Jesus, some of them were fishermen, and they were mending their nets, and Jesus came along, and he said, follow me, and I'm going to make you fishers of men. You know, they weren't praying, oh, God, give us an experience with yourself. Nothing like that. They needed an experience with Jesus, but they did very little on their end. They were just doing their work, and, and Jesus appears, and he's says, I've got a plan for your life. Would you like to fit into that? Now follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Wow. Turn to somebody and say, wow. Think of Elijah. He is, he is plowing as a farmer. He's in a field plowing with his oxen. And all of a sudden, this call of God comes to his life. And his old profession would kind of come to an end and now he would become he would become a a servant of God with his mentor what did he do all he, all he was doing was plowing he was doing the normal things of life again we sometimes think to have an encounter of God we've got to go to some special holy hill some special mountain in order to have this kind of a pivotal moment in our life. But as I study the Bible, I find that people are just going about their, their 
daily routines and God invades. And God loves to invade our lives and change our lives and make our lives exciting. It is a wonderful, wonderful life when you consider it that God just dawns on us. Think of Jesus and the woman at the well. She's a lady with five husbands. Kind of, a lot of people would say kind of a messed up life. But Jesus comes to the well to meet her while she is normally coming for water. And she, she, like some say, was the woman that came to the well and went away with a well. And she changed her whole city because of this amazing encounter and pivotal moment in her life. She said, come see a man that told me all that anybody could ever tell about my life and with accuracy. I want to tell you some, a story of a man who had an encounter with God. He's, a, he's a, a man that I know and have known for a number of years. As a matter of fact, he, he traveled with me in doing some mission work in Europe many years ago. And he was a computer programmer and worked for larger, larger companies dealing with their systems and so on. And one day he was, he was uh, facing a problem and he worked and worked at this problem and, and he could not fix this, this problem that he was facing. He could not find a solution. And then all of a sudden, God appeared to him in that workplace. And he said, do this. And it was a very simple thing, and it resolved the whole problem. You see, that was a God encounter. And that, that God encounter had an impact on his life, whereby he was moved to follow God and commit his life for service. And one of the results of that was that he went with me on a journey to Europe. And this is quite a number of years ago now. And he was a great man to have standing by and working with me as we preached the gospel in Europe. Let me tell you the story of a, a great church planter in India. This man, as I've studied him, he became somewhat of a household name in regions of India because he, God used him to be a, a great miracle worker. He would go into a community and he would, he would set up a, a campaign whereby people would be invited to come and hear the gospel and he would perform all kinds of miracles. Hindu people who knew nothing of Jesus would come and they would see the miracles and they would give their lives to Jesus. And within days, he would plant a church. He planted 375 churches single-handedly in his life. 
But it took an extreme God encounter, which was actually an accident to bring him to the point and the place where he was called to be in life. He was, he was an ungodly man, and he worked in uh, an area of construction industry in India. And God was, was apparently nudging him in his heart and his life to, to turn to, to Jesus. He had heard very little about Jesus. But he had a severe accident that hit him on the head, got his attention. And he surrendered his life to God, and he became this great miracle worker and church planter. He was not trained. It was a strange situation. He wasn't trained by others. He was kind of self-trained and found information through reading and through the Bible after he was converted. And then he began on his ministry. But he came to his... It was this God encounter that became a pivotal moment in his life. And that's the message I want to leave with you this morning. It's the God encounter that really is the greatest pivotal moment in our lives. The God encounter. Say with, say with me, the God encounter. The God encounter. Say it again. The God encounter. And today, a great work continues in India, which we have been involved with. He has passed on to be with the Lord and um, and his son has taken on that ministry uh, whereby they have had into many more hundreds of churches that have have been raised up as a result of somebody having this pivotal moment in their life. You know, God appears to us without our help. In case you wonder, sometimes we think we've got to help God in order to somehow gain his attention. But God appears to us without our help. God appeared to Abraham in a strange idol-worshiping land and set him on a journey where he would become the father of many nations and he would become the father of the faithful. You see... His family was an idol-worshiping family. Didn't really know God in reality and in person. And yet God apprehended him in mercy and in kindness and love. <clears throat> I want to tell you another story. Of it was a God encounter in our lives. Sandra and I were in India a number of years ago, and I always said I didn't want to go to India. I, I don't know why I said that. I guess I was just a little bit rebellious or whatever. God tells us to go to all the nations, but I had this idea in my mind, oh, there's so many people that have gone to India. India doesn't need us. And and uh, I had a friend who was a missionary for, I think, um, almost 40 years in India, and then he passed on. But in his, in his living days, he, he would say to me many times, he's Pastor Tim, I'm praying that, that God will send you to India one day. And I thought, well, good luck, you know, with your prayer. <laughs> 
I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure God's going to hear that one. Well, the day came when we had an invite, and I, I couldn't resist it. It was one of those things that uh, they'd asked us to come and, and speak at a conference, and I actually had some other things going on in that part of the world that I was to attend to around that time, and I thought, well, I'll fit in India, and we'll go to speak to these. There was about 300 leaders in India, and um, we had a great time. They were so kind to us. But prior to going on that trip, I had been harassed somewhat. I'd put it that way. I'd been almost harassed by a particular leader who I never had met uh, about coming and meeting them. And uh, we had India in our schedule. We had Cambodia in our schedule, Vietnam, and Thailand all lined up for preaching, so it was a very busy schedule. And uh, the very day that I had open was uh, the anniversary of my wife and I. And uh, over the years, I, I felt, you know, I had kind of maybe neglected my wife with, with my busy schedules and hadn't always taken out time, especially as maybe someplace in the world or having to do something and you know you can kind of neglect things at home uh, just by way of over involvement and uh, so I thought to myself I had that invitation if you ever come to India do come and uh, I said uh, no I can't it's, it's all right I've got to give my wife a day here we'll stop in Bangkok and and then go on with ministry and just have some time out, have a day off, as it were. <clears throat> and it was actually our anniversary day. And the Holy Spirit began to talk to me and said, this is not right. You need to go where that invitation is calling you to go. And I thought, oh, that's just another voice. I'm going to kind of push that off and... Uh, and somebody else can do that. Uh, it's my anniversary, or our anniversary. <laughs> and uh, I could not sleep. I, the Holy Spirit kept knocking on my door, are you going to do this? And it was that night when I was sleeping, because I was awakened. And I said, yes, I will. And uh, at that time, we made arrangements then to fly to that area, which was a couple hours away from where we were, and, um, and we were met by these wonderful people. And this became a, a pivotal moment for them and for us because our meeting was really a God encounter, God arranged meeting where we would be involved then for, for years with them in ministry. We had the most unforgettable anniversary. It was our anniversary when we, we got there. We got there late in the afternoon, and then the next day was our anniver actual anniversary. And that day, he had gathered about 120 leaders from that were key leaders from their network of churches 
and um, we ministered to them. And uh, when we arrived in that place, the orphans, the hundred orphans that they had, were waiting for us. And there was a banner welcoming us. Had we gone to Bangkok, there would have been no banner welcoming us to, uh, to come in or anything like that. It would have been just an old hotel experience, whatever. But here was a hundred kids, and they had basket, baskets full of flower petals, and they threw them into the air and rejoicingly welcomed us. And they didn't know it was our anniversary. But it was the most memorable anniversary we ever had. We got to know some of those orphans and we got to know some of those leaders. It was a high time in our life, not just another anniversary, but it was an anniversary with a God encounter and it, was, it became a pivotal moment in our lives that would lead us into amazing open doors in all of that whole thing where I was resisting so much. I was resisting going to India. I was resisting going to that region where we were so welcomed. And God turned that into such a blessing. And I say, I will never resist God again in my life because he wants to make something good out of the things in our life that we might not even like to do. Pivotal moments. Encounters with God. Encounters with God. The God of all grace, when we do nothing to deserve an audience with him, when we're dead in trespasses and sins, he comes to us and he says, I want to change your life. I want to have an encounter with you that will become the pivotal moment of your life. I recall many instances as a boy growing up on the farm, on the field, in the fields, in the gardens, where God would come to me and he would speak powerfully into my life just as a young farm boy. God, God encounters. Gideon was not a positive kind of person that, you know, was about to take on the whole world. He's kind of, kind of in a corner and hidden away. And God comes to him and he brings these words to him and he has a God encounter and God says, you mighty man of valor. That's the last thing he thought of himself, but that's what God thought of him because God saw the potential in him. You see, when you begin to have an encounter with God and you have these moments in your life that are pivotal moments, you begin to see how God sees. You don't see just how you see. Mary had a pivotal moment when the angel came and announced to her, that she would bring forth a son. His name would be Jesus. I'm sure part of her would say, who, who, me? And she was very afraid. She's just a teenager. God, again, comes to young people. 
you're a young per person listening to my voice today. God wants to come to you and don't push him away when he does. He's going to come to your life. It's not of him that wills or him that runs, but it's of God who shows mercy, the Bible says. God is so merciful and so caring. He wants to have an encounter with every one of us. He comes in different ways, many different ways, but he comes. As we grow in, in God, then we learn how, how, to, how to posture ourselves and wait on God and, and seek his face continually like Simeon and Anna in the temple great servants of the Lord who didn't depart from the temple, but they knew how to posture before God. See, God initially comes to us. He initiates that. But as we grow, we come back to Him and we give ourselves to Him. What wonderful stories in the Bible. What wonderful stories. If we were to, to unwrap the stories that of, of life where people have had encounters today, they would be so many and so wonderful. In the New Testament church, as they fasted and prayed, that was one of the ways that they positioned themselves as they waited on God and seeking his face. They fasted and prayed, and then the Holy Spirit said, separates Paul and Barnabas for the work for which they have been called to. You see different gatherings in the New Testament as people matured. They stood up and they had, they took some initiative from their end. God initially takes the initiative in calling us, but as we grow, then we start to take initiative in coming back to Him. And we call upon His name and we fast and we pray. We gather in the assembly to hear from God. And it's like when we come to the church, it's like what was called the tent of meeting in the Old Testament where they would come to meet God in the tabernacle. Over the years, we've had many wonderful experiences in our relationships with people. We used to retreat every year for the sake of, of prayer and building relationship. We would go to the beautiful area of Jasper in Alberta, and we'd wait upon God, and over the years, it was amazing. God spoke to individuals at those times away. A word would come that, see, people would call, maybe it was a prophetic guidance, or word would come over people confirming the will of God in their lives. And from those meetings resulted missionaries going to different parts of the world. It's wonderful to see God at work when we when we will open the door to divine encounters and open the door to this kind of exchange with God. You see, there is a verse in the Bible in Jeremiah 29, 13. He says, you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I believe that's for those of us who are hearing the word of the Lord and are believers I believe God calls us into that kind of relationship. Positioning is getting rid of the barriers that are in our lives, the things that can hold us back, and we open wide the doors so that the King of glory can come in. <clears throat> there are overwhelming circumstances 
All kinds of things can speak to us. The visible things of creation can speak. Sometimes when we are deprived of certain things in life, maybe we are having a financial crisis. Like Elijah was having a hard time, but God sent him to a brook where uh, he would be fed, and there he was fed by the ravens. I often think, wow, that would be quite the breakfast to have to have the food come in via ravens. I don't know how many of us would like to eat from a raven's mouth, what was brought to us from a raven's mouth, but that's what he did. And uh, when then, the, then that provision failed. And God was speaking through that. As the provision failed, God was speaking and saying, you got to move on. I believe... During this time of COVID, lessons are being learned. Maybe provision is not there, and maybe God is wanting us to move or shift or change or even relocate. Who knows? But we need to be listening to God. When provision fails, God can be speaking. Jesus told his disciples, when a city refuses you, shake the dust off your feet and Go on to better things. You know, sometimes we can, we can fight in a place that we're not supposed to be doing what we're not supposed to be doing. When God says, I got new and fresh things, you see, we can position ourselves to have an encounter with God, and life can be great from there on. A clear prophetic word can come, and God will direct. That happened to Paul by Agabus. Words from the Holy Spirit, from God, come to direct our lives. These are also pivotal moments. What do we do? Well, we, I believe we should seize the moment. When God is speaking, we should seize the moment. Do our best to follow God's instruction. Respond in that way. Going back to the verses that we started with, and I conclude here. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I really believe God calls us to obedience, to seize the moment. As God speaks, we, we rise up, we respond, we say, yes, Lord, whatever you are wanting, that's what I want to be do, doing. The apostle Paul followed the instructions as a young believer, even though he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees and well-learned, but he was like a child in the kingdom of God coming and learning and growing. And uh, God used him in a, in a tremendous way as he had been discipled from there on. Yield to the good work that God is starting by his appearance to you, by, by this encounter, by this moment in your life. The Bible tells us that even as the gospel comes, it's the power of God to salvation if we will believe it. If you're here today, maybe you're not a believer, you're listening, all God asks you to do is 
believe the gospel, believe the fact that Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again, confess Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, and you can get on a path of having a real pivotal moment, yes, but an encounter with God that lasts forever. I'm going to ask the worship team to take it from here. And uh, thank you. God bless you.
Pastor Tim, a big hand here in this place right now. Just thank him for the mess he shared with us today. I don't know what kind of day you've had today. I can tell you what my morning was like. It was a morning full of spills. This morning, early morning, you know, 5.30 a.m., uh, Caleb, our youngest, is awake, and so both Shar and I were waking up as well. And for some reason, for the next few hours, we had spill after spill after spill in our home. Like, like I remember Shar, she was getting a baby bottle of milk ready for Caleb, and, you know, she put it into the, 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 the milk heater, and then for some reason, when she opened it, it spilled, and it broke, and it was just, there was this mess there. Uh, I remember I was taking some stuff off the counter of our kitchen and I had this tub of water that I wanted to give to Caleb because he loves to play with water and as I was moving it I didn't see there's this jar of Chinese medicine on the table and on the counter and I accidentally knocked it with my elbow it landed on the floor uh, and there's this huge spill uh, and then you know Caleb he takes that tub of water that's on the counter that I gave him to play with and for some reason I guess he didn't want to play with it on the kitchen counter he decides he wants to play with it somewhere else so he actually without us I guess we weren't watching we weren't, weren't, to, weren't Weren't, weren't monitoring his actions at the moment, but he takes this tub of water, which is really big, and he wants to bring it down off the high chair he's on, and he's carrying it. He's usually pretty strong, but this was a little bit too heavy for him, and, and, and it drops, and a huge spill. It's like there's this you know pool of water in our, in our kitchen. Uh, and then finally, my other son, Bradley, he's got this Rubik's Cube, and I think he accidentally dropped it, and, and there's like all these Rubik's Cube pieces. Going on. It was like, oh my goodness, what kind of day is this? It was a day full of spills, and you know, some people might say, you know, what's wrong with you guys? Is God against you guys or something? 
Well, one of those things, one of the things I learned from that, that experience today is that God is bigger than our spills. That God's love is bigger than our biggest messes. And how do I know that? It's because when we made a mess of our lives, when we had sinned against God, when we had gone our own way instead of doing things God's way, God didn't abandon us. He didn't quit on us. Instead, he sent Jesus Christ for us because he loves us, because his mercy is bigger than our mistakes, because his love is bigger than any spill in our lives. If you believe that, say amen. And so with that in mind, that I want to tell you today is that uh, the best encounter, the most pivotal moment you could ever experience in life is when you say yes to Jesus and experience the forgiveness that only comes from him. Pastor Tim said earlier today that when Adam and Eve had sinned against God, God did something for them to show his incredible love and mercy for them. What did he do? He made, he made a sacrifice. He killed an animal and he used the skin of that animal and clothed, uh, you know, Adam and Eve in the skin of this animal so as to cover their shame. And you might be wondering, what, what's that picture for? Well, it's a picture of what Jesus Christ would do for us is that when we were, uh, you know, distant from God, alienated from God because of our sin, when sin separated us from God, so it's such that we couldn't reach God or heaven even if we wanted to. God said, because I love you, I'm gonna sacrifice my son, Jesus Christ, for you and cover you in the blood of the Lamb of God, his name is Jesus, so that you can be forgiven of all of your sins. Forgiveness is not cheap but it's free for you and for me. It was paid for that by, by the precious blood of Jesus. And if you're here in this place today and you want to receive that forgiveness, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. See, Pastor Tim said that God loves to invade the lives of people. Don't misunderstand what that means. That doesn't mean that, you know, without you choosing, without you opening up your heart, that God's going to do things in your life. He might, but the fact is the most important things that God wants to do in your life requires that you have a willing and a humble heart. It requires that you open up your heart. And so with that in mind, if you want to receive God's forgiveness today, maybe for a spill that happened this past week, maybe a spill that happened in your marriage, maybe a spill that happened in your home, maybe a spill that happened at work, maybe a spill that happened in a relationship or in a situation, and you wish you could have that time back, I'm here to let you know God loves you with an unconditional love. No one is too young or too old to experience God if you have a willing heart. And so with that in mind, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you here and you realize you need God's forgiveness for a spill that happened in your life, whether recently or a long time ago, I want to encourage you just right now to respond to God with a humble heart and an open heart by lifting your hand to God as an expression of your faith today. Let the height of your hand reflect you expressing just your need for God right now. And if you need God's forgiveness, it's as simple as praying a prayer that I want to lead you in praying right now. Why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? You can say, dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in, forgive me of my sins, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Guess what? If you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, the Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. And God's mercy covers your life. And so a big congratulations to each and every one of you who made that decision today. We'd love it if you would let us know if you prayed that prayer today. Why don't you just touch that button on your screen right now that says commit my life to Jesus. That's simply the way of saying I prayed that prayer and I asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Would you just touch that button right now? Or you can text the word believe to 604-285-5770. We've got a special gift to give to you some encouraging messages to encourage you in this new 
you know, this, this new relationship with God. And so a big congratulations to each and every one of you. Secondly, right now, we want to give you all an opportunity to respond to God right now. You know, Pastor Tim, he said, God takes the initiative to reach for us. But as we grow, we want to take the initiative to reach for him. And so I want to tell you here today, church, don't wait for a feeling before you reach for God. Don't wait for a miracle before you reach for God. Don't wait for a crisis before you reach for God. If you would take the initiative today to open up your heart to him, you can have a God encounter with him today. If you believe us, say amen. And so with that in mind, why don't you lift up your hand to God right now, and maybe there's a, an issue, a situation, a problem, a challenge in your life that you need to surrender to God because it's something you don't have a solution for right now. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's about a relationship. Maybe it's about your health or the health of someone you love. Why don't you just lift up your hand to God right now, and as it's an expression of faith, as a way to say, God, I need you, as a way to say, God, I surrender this issue to you with an open heart. Well, let's take the initiative to reach for God since he's already reaching for us right now. Why don't you lift up your hands to God, and from your heart in your own words, just start talking to God from your heart. We just do that right now from your heart. Just give him that issue. Give him that concern. Give him that worry. Give him that burden. Give him that situation that you don't have a solution for right now. Would you give that to God right now? That's it, church. Just start talking to God. Don't wait for me to stop talking. Don't wait for someone else to start talking. You take the initiative to start talking to God because he's here. He loves you. He's listening. Just start talking to God right now. That's it, church. Just start talking to God right now from your heart in your own words. Just start talking to him right now. He loves you. He's here. He's listening. He's with you right now. Just start talking to God. Surrender that issue to God. Surrender that pain to God. Surrender that hurt to God. Surrender that, that problem to God. Surrender that uncertainty to God. Surrender it to God today. He's bigger than anything else. He's bigger than anything else. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We give you praise. There's none like you. Praise you, God. Last thing we're going to do today before we hand it off to our online host is this, is, you know, Pastor Tim said one final thing that really stuck with me, which is that God comes to people in their need. God loves to meet people where they are. And if you're ever wondering where God is, let me tell you where God is. God is where, 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 the, where, where hurting people are, because that's where God's heart is. And we have an opportunity today as a church to give, and in giving, we're going to be giving a portion of what we receive uh, in your tithes and offerings today to the people who are very much in need in Beirut. We'll be, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of our service, we're going to be giving a portion of our tithes and offerings today uh, to uh, give toward a very important cause of helping the over 300,000 people who are homeless and without shelter in Beirut right now. And uh, we're going to be partnering with the Humanitarian Coalition uh, to be giving aid to people in Beirut after the massive explosion that took place there just a couple weeks ago. Uh, and so with that in mind, I want to encourage you to give your faithful tithes, your generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds everything we need. Not only does he add everything we need, but he builds his church through us and he enables us as a church to bring hope to people very much in need in our city and around the world. And so I'm going to encourage you right now, go to mythrog.info to give your faithful tithes, your generous offerings. Let's give to God first, knowing that God's going to use what we give to fulfill his purpose purposes through our church, both here in Vancouver and around the world. If you believe us, say amen. Amen. Finally, before we hand the time off to our online host, one last thing we're going to do, let's pray together right now. Let me pray for you. It's a blessing as we end off our service today. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that you are the God who is bigger than every spill in our lives. 
that you are the God whose mercy is greater than our mistakes, that you're a God whose love and whose plan for our lives is, is bigger than anything that we're going through right now. And so we thank you so much today that we get to take part in what you're doing in this world. And we pray, God, right now as we give our tithes and our offerings to you, that you would use these funds to do amazing things in and through Thrive Church. That you would also help the people in Beirut who are in need of food, water, shelter, medical attention. We pray, Father God, because your heart beats for every single person on this planet, regardless of where they come from, regardless of their race, their ethnicity, their culture, their background. You love them with a, with a heart that is everlasting, unconditional, and unchanging. We pray for the people that we're gonna be giving a portion of these funds we're receiving to, that they would receive real help. That this, these funds would go into the hands of the people who need it the most, and that as a result, lives can be changed, that hope can be found, because Jesus, you are our hope, and we give you praise, because you died on the cross for our sins, and you rose again from the grave, we can say the best is yet to come, and so it's with that in mind that we pray all of your blessing, your presence, your protection, your provision, healing, comfort, strength, wisdom, joy, faith, courage, and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. We thank you so much and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Praise God. I, can, I think there's more in you than that. Come on, give God all of your praise in this place right now. Praise God. That brings us to a close here for our service today. We love you guys. God loves you. Praise God. The best is yet to come. We're going to hand the time back to our online host today. Have an amazing Sunday, a great start to the week. Praise God. He's with you. We'll see you guys really soon. Love you guys so much. We'll see you guys. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for sharing another great pivotal moment with us. We loved hearing your story. All right. Before we end off, let's jump into some announcements. Once again, if this is your first time visiting us, let us know by texting NEW to 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel Water Bottle. And if you made the decision to receive Jesus Christ today, congratulations! Let us know by texting BELIEVE to you know it, 604-285-5770. We have prepared a gift that includes a series of videos that may answer some of your questions about Christianity. It'll be mailed right to your door and we hope that will guide you on the right path to follow Jesus. All right, everyone, don't forget to join us for a time of prayer and worship together online. We host Zoom prayer meetings every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. And Tuesday nights are an amazing time to be spending with your Thrive family. Our Zoom meeting ID and password is on the screen right here. Be sure to write it down or quickly take a screenshot right now. For more information, please check us out on our Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to like and follow us for more updates. All right, everyone, as you all know, our current message series are called Pivotal Moments. Say it with me, Pivotal Moments. Each week, we have a speaker share a story from their life where a major and tough decision had to be made and how they made that decision. They'll also be sharing what they learned afterwards. I'm sure all of you have pivotal moments that you're urging to share, and we would love to hear from you. Share your story with us at MyThrive.info and remember to click My Pivotal Moments. All right, that's it for me today. Thank you again for joining us this week right here at Thrive Church Online. Don't forget to give your offerings online at mythrive.info to support Beirut together as a church family. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Be sure to be safe and enjoy the last bit of summer. I'm so excited to be seeing you all next week right here at Thrive Church Online. Bye!